Performer Talks. I'm your host, Bethany Unwin. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's gone over to iTunes and left us a review, and anyone who shared our podcast on social media. Our aim is to reach as many performers as possible, making the arts accessible to everyone by providing free information for performers. If you haven't already and you love our episodes, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or share us and tag us on social media at The Performer Journals to show your support. Thank you so much and let's get on with the episode. When I was planning today's episode, I was kind of wondering what to put out and I've got a few different ideas and I wasn't really sure which one to go with and which would be the most helpful and the most beneficial at this time. And in the last few weeks, personally, I think I've felt more frustrated in the last week or so than I have done throughout this whole year of being in a global pandemic. You know, at the start, it was finding new ways to to adapt and to move and then trying to get into a steady routine and trying to find new things to do and keep people occupied. And then there was bits where we went back to normal and then there's bits that wasn't. So it's just been ever changing. And then in the last few weeks, I've really felt frustrated. And I think it's just because there's light at the end of the tunnel now. We know that this is going to be our reality again soon. We're going to be able to get back to normal. So I think for me, it's kind of with getting there, but we're not quite there yet. Like we're almost there. We're so close now. So I was feeling really frustrated the last few weeks, like I said, So I thought when I was planning this content, it has to be something positive. It's got to be something that people need to listen to, whether it be for a distraction, whether it be for a giggle, whether it be completely relatable. And I also thought what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks is hopefully auditions are going to start again. There's been one or two castings going back in person. And I've seen a lot of things advertised in person auditions for like end of March, April time. So as these things are coming back in, we are inevitably going to be a bit rusty from doing Zoom auditions, doing all our training on Zoom, um, everything's been online, to then going back to being in audition rooms in person. We're inevitably going to be a bit rusty. So I want to remind people that auditions don't necessarily go your way. They're so much fun and you can never tell what is going to be asked of you in the room. But sometimes they lead to what you think is the worst audition, but you come out and you have a good giggle about it because the scenarios of what you get in auditions are just nothing like anyone else would probably go through in their day job. So um, I wanted to put this episode out of my audition fails I'm a firm believer in taking your work seriously. It's absolutely imperative. Yeah, you've got to take your work seriously. But taking yourself seriously can be disastrous. You've got to be okay to laugh at yourself in this industry. And I feel like some of the scenarios at the time were so cringy. And some of the time I didn't know what to do or how to deal with it. And then sometimes now I look back and they're just hilarious circumstances that I would have never even thought of happening to me or getting me to do in a room. So 
I wanted to share these with you and hopefully it spreads a little bit of joy. It reminds you that not all auditions will go exactly how you think they're going to go. You're going to get thrown weird and wonderful stuff in the room. Um, And hopefully it just gives you a bit of a giggle and a bit of a distraction for this next um, little bit of time. So I'm going to start with my first ever audition. Now, I don't think anyone has gone to their first audition and been like, I couldn't have done any better things went exactly how I imagined they would be um because you know once you've been to auditions a couple of times you then understand how they work and what your strengths are and how you play to them and how you get the get the audition being a successful audition but my first audition was for English Youth Ballet and I was i just turned 13 at the time and this was at a time where I'd never seen anyone dance outside of my dance school. Like, I went to a church hall every Saturday. I danced on carpets. I used a chair as my ballet bar. We didn't have mirrors. We didn't have aircon. It was somewhere you went for the love of doing what you love to do. So it you literally, you didn't go there really with the hope of being the next prima ballerina or, you know, um, the, wanting a career in this. You went there because you absolutely loved to dance. And I loved it. I loved it more than anything. And I still love that place now. Um, it's still running, but they've had a few upgrades since um, since then. But they are the most amazing dance school and just shared so much passion. But that's all I'd ever been to. I'd never really been to somewhere where the room was really full um just a professional audition it was totally different and I remember going into this room and there was tons of dancers all around my age and some were a bit older and everyone seemed to know each other there was like groups of dance schools that had come together and I was the only one there on my own and at that time your parents came in and watched the audition there was like an auditorium and they sat and watched the audition. And it was a ballet audition, because it was for EYB. And I'd never done anything like this before in my entire life. Like, I didn't know what to expect. But you had to be minimum grade three in ballet. Now, I would literally just start doing grade three. So my teacher signed the application form, and she'd never done anything either like this, really, um, and sent me off to this audition. I went there and I kid you not, I've never known anything like it. We started with, the like, we were taken into this big room. Obviously, all our parents were watching. And they started the music and they just taught this really quick plie. But I thought they were going to go over it again because I was like, that surely can't be it. Like, they've just told us the positions and what we're going to do in those positions. But they haven't actually walked the exercise through. And I was like, where's my ballet bar? Like, we were all put in lines. And I was like, where's the bar? And then I realised that they were actually going to make you do it in the centre, which is quite normal. Um, But I'd never done ballet without a bar in my life. So I was really confused at the fact that I had to use two arms because one is normally resting on a bar. It's fair to say the whole of the bar, like, what would have been the bar work, obviously it was done in the centre, but all of the things like plies, tondus, 
like frappes I hadn't even done frappes and they were making us do frappes in the center I was just fairly like kicking my limbs about like fairly sure it looked more like the Irish jig but one arm wasn't moving and I kept forgetting like I moved one arm and I forgot to move the other arm and it was just I just remember looking at my parents face and my mum was like doing that smile of encouragement thing where she's like come on you've got this keep going even though she can see like I'm not gonna get this and my dad's face was just he was bless him he was trying to force a smile and I can't even tell you what the picture on his face was but I did not know any of the steps they were saying especially when it came to like a little like petty allegro I hadn't even heard those words before and I was like a petty allegro I I'm fairly sure I just jumped up and down like I didn't move <laughs> through that audition I, I I remember trying to copy the girl in front because I was like I literally don't know the steps I've never done these before in my life so I was copying the girl in front and then they switched lines and we were now the front line and I was like trying to see out the corner of my eyes oh it was just it was really not okay and then at the end of the audition, they obviously said, like, everyone sit down and if we call your number, stand up and you've done well. Um, and I remember this, like, they were calling out these numbers and there was a girl that I recognised at the audition. She was beautiful, she did amazing and she got in. But she was also attending Elmhurst full-time the year before, which is why I knew her face, because she'd gone off and then she'd come back to um, my school for a year. So I knew she'd been at professional ballet school. So these were the kind of kids I was competing against. And the fact that I went there, bless my heart, I tried to keep up the best I could. But if I could watch that back now... I mean, I wouldn't want to watch that back. I hope they didn't film it because, I mean, I, that's cringe. But, oh, my goodness, I do, yeah. And at that point, I made my decision. If I wanted to do this as a career, I needed to move dance school to find somewhere who had dancers that wanted to do this as a career. But, oh, my goodness, what an eye-opener that was for my first audition. Like I say, I, I didn't move one arm because... I was used to holding a bar and I didn't know any of the steps, copied the girl in front. It was like the worst audition ever and seeing my parents in the auditorium, I was trying to be like, guys, it's okay, I'm okay. And I was not okay. But, you know, I carried on, I got through it. So, you know, I was happy with myself that I'd at least tried. But... Yeah, that was nevertheless not a successful audition, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I enjoyed it, which is surprising considering the situation I put myself in. My first ever college audition didn't go well either. You won't be surprised here. I was woke up and I was so ill that day. Like my voice had completely gone. And I felt bunged up. It's got like a fuzzy head. You know, like just full of cold, like fully temperature wise. Like did not feel like myself. So I'd like take the makeup on to try and cover up. 
and I'd literally taken Lem sips to fill up throughout the day. Um, it was, it started off with a ballet round and that was okay, but I was literally right by the panel because my last name is you. They'd done like all the way around the room eight is dead, but then the last few that couldn't fit on, we had like a bar in the center that was just like four of us. And the panel was sat directly in front of me. And it was just, that was nerve wracking. But I got through the ballet, fine. I was like, okay, I've done quite well there. It's okay. Like, let's just focus on the rest of the day and trying to improve on what I've done. I went into jazz and all was going really well. Like it was fast, it was intense. They were teaching things really quickly. And I was like, okay, I'm keeping up. I'm doing okay. And then they taught this sequence and in it, I would never forget this move for the rest of my life. There was a move where you kind of kicked into arabesque and then fouetted to the front and kicked forward. But as you can imagine, like the room was full of ridiculously sweaty people. So there was like sweat on the floor. The room was filled with like 60 people. So it was really hot. So then they put the aircon on because inevitably, you know, the panel were getting too hot because there were so many people sweating in this room. But then all of the like moisture on the floor started to condensate and turn into like little pools of water and like get really damp. And at this time, the studio floor was wood. Like it wasn't like a nice sprung, lovely floor. It was a wooden floor. And I remember like I'd marked it through, everything was fine. And then we go, we get split up into groups of four to do this like bit of the routine. And we like started going, my group went, and I got to that move and I kicked to the back, fretted round, kicked my leg up to the front and my foot, other foot left the floor that I should have been standing on. And I literally remember like almost like floating before slamming down onto the floor. And when I mean slamming, like I came down from a very high height, like the other foot had come up quite a way off the floor. And then I just came down like a sack of spuds. And because I was like, I need to be relaxed. I'm in an audition, like breathe, smile, enjoy it, relax. Not only did I hit the floor, but because I was staying so relaxed, I then rebounded. Like my bum made like this cushion effect and I like bounced back up and then hit the floor again. Like I must've come at another like, just over a foot off the floor from bouncing on this wooden floor and then slamming back down. The thud was horrendous and you heard all the panel and literally all the auditioners go. <gasps> and I just got back up and did like a pirouette and just finished. I did, there was not a pirouette in that routine, but I just stood back up and was like, what can I do? I don't know where we are. Just did a pirouette, finished. And the panel were like, are you all right? But because I'd lost my voice, I couldn't actually say that I was all right. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I think they thought the shock had like gotten to me so badly. They were like, okay, that'll end our round for now. Everyone go downstairs. And bless, they came and checked on me. And I was like, honestly, I'm fine. (laughs) And then we had the singing round. I went into singing and they were like, is your voice always like this? And I was like, so sorry like I've lost my voice um it was terrible and they were like I don't know if it's healthy for you to sing and I was like 
I'll give it a go, you know, um, see how I get on. I literally sung the first line and the principal put up her hand, stopped the pianist. She was like, enough, you may go. And I was like, oh no. So on my first ever college audition, and this was like the place I really wanted to go to, this was bodywork. I'd fallen flat on my bum and I'd lost my voice completely. I was full of cold. I couldn't sing. It, it was just a really dreadful audition. Um, and for some reason, bless their hearts, they recalled me. I think it might have been out of empathy that they'd like traumatised me that day. <laughs> but they um, they recalled me and I'm so grateful that they did. And my second audition went a lot better and I went on to get in and train there. Um, but oh my goodness, it was like the worst college audition ever they probably didn't think much of it but like for me that was traumatizing <laughs> and then my first ever professional audition that I went and did when I was in my training college had actually put me up for it they were like oh there's this I'm not gonna say what company it was for but um there's this photo shoot and they're looking for dancers um let's put you up for it I think because I had red hair because the only other redhead of my year got put up for it as well um and we went to this audition and I probably wouldn't have gone for that myself because I'd never done modeling before so I definitely wanted to gain some experience in that I didn't know if I felt comfortable in front of a camera. So I definitely, I just wouldn't have probably put myself up for it. So anyway, I went into this audition and they'd specifically asked you to not wear much clothing so they could kind of see your body and see the shape, you know, which photography I totally understand. So I had taken like, it was like kind of like a bikini top, but it was crop top kind of thing. It was like a halter neck. And it came down to like my mid stomach. Um, so it was like a almost fully top, you know, like a crop top kind of thing. Um, and then I wore n- natural like tan tights and then some sloggies, which are like dance pants, which again came up to my waist. So I only had like a little bit of my waist on to show and all of my legs out, but obviously with tights on. Um, and this little top. And I was thinking, okay, you know, I'm dressed in like really not much. And back then I was a bit of a prude about these things. I was like, no, can't get undressed. Like now, totally not bothered. Like (laughs) I think three years at dance college made me realise that it just, it's fine. Like you're in a changing room a lot or you're backstage a lot. You just got to get changed, you know. So the amount of techies that have seen me, completely naked um I'm just not bothered now so um but back then it was a big deal so I'd I'd worn this outfit and I went to this audition now it was a really small audition it was at pineapple and there was like 15 of us in like this tiny studio room and (laughs) yeah it was a really odd mix of people that was in the room. There was me and two other girls from my year at college. And then there was like some 30 year old men, like just in this round as well. Like, there were dancers, 
But they had come in this audition and obviously they weren't wearing a lot. They were just basically wearing boxers. Um, So anyway, we'd been put into an order and I was the first person in that order. And next to me was like a 34-year-old man. He was ever so lovely, bless him. You know, um, you could probably see that I was like 17, feeling very uncomfortable. And the person who was running the audition came over to me and she was like, you're too covered up. Like, you're quite a freckly and moly person. Like, I need to see if you've got any other freckles or moles. So she, like, tucked my top up a little bit more and rolled down my sloggies a bit more to check, like, that I hadn't got any freckles or whatnot. And there's this man standing right next to me. And, like, now, you know, I get it. But... Back then, it was so intimidating. And I was like, okay, that's happened. Let's move on. Let's do what they've asked us to do. And basically, it was four counts of eight, and you just had to travel down the room. And I was like, okay, you know, I know roughly what I'm going to do. And what I did then, by the way, is nothing like I do now, especially knowing that you're going for a photo shoot. I did, like, really fast travel things why would you do that if you knew you were going for a photo shoot? Like, don't even ask what went through my brain. I think the, like, rolling down <laughs> my outfit probably didn't help the situation. So anyway, it just, like, kicks down the room and leaps and turns and a box jump. I couldn't even box jump back then. So why I did a box jump in the room, I... I God only knows. But, um... <laughs> It was a shambles. Anyway, I did my four counts of eight, finished it, like, went to the side to wait for the others to come down the room. And, like, everyone was coming down and they looked great. Like, they were doing these really angular and crazy positions with their bodies, which now I get that's what they would have wanted. Um, So I'd, like, done the complete wrong thing. But because I was first and this was my first ever audition, I just did what I thought, which was wrong. Um, but yeah, and everyone was coming down the room and they were doing great. And then the woman sees on someone's CV that they can do capoeira, which is like a martial art, but it's quite like dancey. And she challenged him to like this dance battle. It was really cool to watch. Like they were both amazing, but like it started and they were like, like really getting into it. And then he started doing this handstand thing where he spun his legs around like a helicopter. But (laughs) I was stunned at the side. And I was trying not to look. But it was clear this man had not got a jock strap on. And that is what keeps everything in place for a man. And he started doing this capoeira and he was on his hands and he was flailing his legs around in like this helicopter motion and then jumping back up and then jumping back down into this helicopter motion again. And I just didn't know where to look. Like I was looking at my friend trying to make eye contact and I think she just kept her head down because she was like, I can't, (laughs) I can't look either. But Honest to God, he was wearing his things as earrings. Like, they were round his ears at one point, I'm fairly sure. It was crazy. And I remember, like, looking everywhere else in the audition room, like, to avoid, 
looking at whatever was happening in the center and just when I came out that audition I mean needless to say everyone else got kept behind and get got their cv on file and I think I turned like pasty white because when I went to the changing rooms I did not look well (laughs) like at all and I remember everyone got held back by this modeling agency um to have them on file and they just came to me and they were like you can leave I think we must have seen how uncomfortable I was. But oh my goodness, it was like, I came out that audition and was like, what actually just happened? Like, I did like the worst thing I could possibly do down the room. I thought I was wearing like the littlest I could wear and they they made it even littler. There was like a man standing behind me, like watching this all unfold and then there was like people coming down the road without jock straps on doing capoeira I mean no other day job would go like that like seriously human resources would have been on that but it was it was just horrendous and I remember coming out of it and thinking thank god I didn't get that job thank god like now I would totally be (laughs) all right But back then, I was not okay in front of the camera. Like, I didn't know what to do. And it's taken me years to get comfortable, especially with modelling. Like, at first, I was so awkward and eggy. So it's so good that I didn't get that job. Like, thank goodness. And I know the person who did end up getting it, and she's insane, and she'd done modelling for years before that, and she still does loads of modelling now. But you know, she was like negotiating with them how much she wanted to wear and stuff. And I just don't think I'd have had the guts to be able to do that. So it's definitely good that I didn't get the job because I'd have probably felt really uncomfortable doing the job as well. But oh my goodness, it was just, like I say, it wasn't even the same colour that I went in. Like I came out of pasty white. And I remember ringing my mum up afterwards. She was like, how did it go? And I was like, how do I tell her that a man's thing was doing a helicopter? And I felt extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> how do I tell her that? Oh, it was it was a learning experience. None of my other auditions have been as eccentric as that. I mean, I've been made to walk, walk across a room like um, a chicken and stuff. And I still think that was probably the worst one it was (laughs) it was interesting I think I was traumatized I was like oh my god what industry have I let myself in for like nothing else has been like that so I think I definitely jumped in at the deep end at least now whenever I go to an audition I'm like still not as bad as that um so I'm like fully prepared for anything but yeah so I wanted to share that with you Um, whether you appreciate those things or not I don't know Um, but I just wanted to put this out because you know not everything goes how you plan it in your head you know we've got to be able to laugh at ourselves and our situations that we get put in because they're like no other in the world (laughs) Um, you know and it's a time where things are so unpredictable 
and we're going to go back out in the industry and feel like maybe we're a bit rusty or things aren't going to go our way because of the last year and whatnot. But I hope this reminds you that we all have bad auditions and that it's not the end of the world. You know, I'm sure I've got many more of these to come, by the way. Like, you just never know what you're going to get and you can't be prepared for any everything. You try and be prepared for as much as you can, but you just never know what you're going to get. So, um, there you go. So I hope that when you go out in the industry, you remember that it's okay to have bad auditions, that it's not the end of the world, that you're faced with some unusual circumstances quite often, and you just enjoy the experience, <laughs> if you can. Um, you know, I love my job and I love this industry and I can't wait until we're back out doing these crazy things again. Um, you know, th- these have been some of the few, but there's been many more auditions and they've been wonderful and fun. You know, even if I haven't necessarily got the job, they've been amazing and fun. So I hope that you know, when they return, you have the most amount of fun. And if you have a bad day, you can whack this episode on. Remind yourself it's not that bad after all. Um, But I hope that's given you a little bit of a distraction. It's given you some fun. Um, And you've learned a little bit about me today. So I would like to say a massive thank you to everyone recently who's been on iTunes and left us a review you know, the support has been amazing. Um, and I can't thank you guys enough. And it's helping us reach so many more performers, get the industry advice and the interviews and hear ridiculous things like this to make people feel better. (laughs) Um, it really is helping. So if you haven't already, please, please take 10 seconds out of your day head over to itunes and leave us a review i would be so grateful and if you listen to this um please just screenshot it and put it on social media tag us at the performer journals and we'll give you a shout out but a massive thank you for listening like i say i hope this was something different for you all and i hope you all have a really lovely week so i'm sending all my love and i'll speak to you all again soon